0: Whenever you have a sale, it's because you've communicated the value as being greater than the dollar amount of that offer.
1: Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. Today on episode 608 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with copywriting mentor, Gio Marcus. Have you ever wondered whether successful consultants hire copywriters or write their own copy? In this episode, my guest, Gio, shares some of the secrets successful consultants use to communicate their value to their audience. This episode is full of valuable ideas to help you improve your sales communication. Stay with us to hear all the details. I have no doubt that effective communication with your market will help you improve your business development. And there are many other areas of business that are critical for you to build a successful consulting business. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support your business, give you access to experts, answer your burning questions, and provide you with the camaraderie of supportive, collaborative colleagues. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com community. That's smashingtheplateau.com community. Now let's welcome Gio Marcus. Geo is a copywriting mentor who teaches high-converting copy to entrepreneurs who want to reach millions and make millions. Geo's copywriting clients are guests of Oprah, Marie Forleo, and Sir Richard Branson, regularly featured on major TV shows and magazines, stars of their own Netflix documentaries, and winners of Oscar nominations for their health documentaries. Between them, Geo's clients have written over 35 New York Times best-selling books translated into 190 languages. Geo lives in Berkeley, California. Gio, welcome. Thanks, David. Tell me a little bit about your career because it's um, kind of interesting that, um, I know a lot of people that, that do copywriting, but not too many that are copywriting mentors. Ah, yes, well. So great differentiation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I actually never thought that I would be a teacher, although when I started my business and started copywriting, I immediately started teaching. And so that was over 12 years ago. And during that time, I've taught on and off. But uh, let's see, I got started because I just wanted to write for a living. I loved writing. I always have. And I also loved entrepreneurship. So it it kind of surprised me almost uh, to figure out that I, how much I love business and help loving business, you know, small business owners to, you know, as I progressed in my career, larger and larger businesses.
1: And what made you decide to teach copywriting specifically?
0: So I've had some experience, you know, I think in, after I studying to be an English major when I was in college and after I graduated, I stopped writing and I realized that, you know, I'd had some kind of blocks, like perhaps some harsh teachers. And it was this real challenge for me to be able to jump that hurdle in order to just be doing the behind the scenes copywriting work that I did. And once I was able to work through those challenges and, and see what people needed in order to grow their business, and I obviously, I just really became obsessed with the idea of helping other people to do the same because it's it's a really great moment of satisfaction when you see people stepping into their own their own style of writing, their own brand, and that confidence that comes along with knowing that they can be their brand's own best copywriter and they don't have to hire it out now or ever if they don't want to. You know, there's some really top tier people who are still writing their own copy or a lot of it because it's enjoyable for them and they they don't want to hand their brand's voice over to somebody else. Or they've had bad experiences with copywriters. That's a pretty common thing too.
1: Yeah, I was recently listening to a podcast. Uh, it was either podcast or, or some other event that featured a very well-known individual in the expert space who has, you know, pretty robust marketing materials. And I was surprised to hear, he he mentioned that he was writing his own copy until relatively recently. And I was surprised to hear that.
0: Yeah. I think for some business owners, they can't wait to hand over the copy to somebody else because it's a skill that needs to be learned and takes a little bit of time and patience. However, if you can get that mentorship and have somebody to showing, you know, to show you what to write and how to make it actually work, then that's a whole different story. And and really I think that, you know, copywriting is a, is a communication style. And so it works not only for the written word and websites and sales pages and email marketing and social media posts. It's a way of thinking about the world and a way of communicating with people so that you're always keeping in mind what will keep their attention and what's their best interest and what are their problems. So there's a real empathy that goes along with understanding how to write copy.
1: Oh, so are there other things that you need to learn besides the actual technique of writing copy in order to be good at writing copy?
0: Mm, yeah, there's there's a few things that need to... <laughs> there's a few things. So that's an
1: interesting point about empathy. I hadn't quite thought about it
0: before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's different aspects to it. So yes, there's the actual nuts and bolts of what you're going to say on the page and the techniques, uh, things that you would write in order to get people to take action. Um, That's one set of things that you would need to learn. There's also this sort of art and nuance to it as well, where I really think about copywriting as being a conversation. So if you can improve your conversation skills, which is possible for anyone, then you can improve your copywriting skills because even though you might think, oh, it's static words on a website or on a sales page or an email, there's this concept of relational copy where you are talking in a way, asking people for you know, asking people questions in a way that a natural conversation would happen, and and that takes it from just a static set of words on a page to something that people can actually engage with, and that prompts them to think and to you know, as, as opposed to just absorbing information.
1: Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about how you teach people. Like what's your business model?
0: I like to give it all away. So I definitely will give people templates. I give people examples of my own copy and I say, you know, take it, take it, use it. You really can't copy it because I have such a unique brand voice that, uh, I mean, sure you can copy it, but it's going to be really obvious, you know? So I really, you know, I give them the tools so that, you know, you're not just opening up a blank page and staring at it for hours, but you have something to go off of. And then, you know, really nurturing people's confidence. So I'm a very, I'm just a big believer that, you know, when you give people positive encouragement, then it allows them to take more and more risks, to be bolder in their copywriting and their messaging overall. And so I really like to just nurture the heck out of my students so that they are, just growing that confidence muscle, and and really learning to love copywriting because there is so much to love once you get into it and feel more more capable and see your growth and your skills.
1: Mm-hmm. And what are some of the basic things that people need to learn?
0: So I think that uh, when I first start with people, I start off with messaging, and this is why this is one of the reasons why you can't just go and copy somebody's somebody else's copy because messaging is really unique to each individual brand. It's unique to who their target audience is. It's unique to what their price point is, you know, in terms of what, you know, are you a luxury brand? Are you trying to appeal to the masses with lower price point products? And so all of that factors into the messaging and and how you're going to appeal to people's wants and needs and their pain points. So um, that's the first step. That's always been the first step, whether I was writing copy for my clients or teaching people. It's just that, that psychology that goes on behind the scenes of what's in the hearts and minds of your audience that you want to be reaching. Because... You're not going to want to be reaching just absolutely everybody, um, especially at the beginning. You might be able to go broader when you're more advanced in your business, but especially at the beginning, you know, a great piece of copywriting wisdom is sort of copywriting 101 is, you know, write to one person. So when you're doing that, then it really forces you to narrow, which can be terrifying for some people, but. It actually can help you to be, you know, to have higher conversion rates and to be more successful, get that traction that you need to then get these clients who are going to be a great fit and who then go on to refer you all over the place. Because I'm a big fan in getting results for clients. So I don't want to just, you know, I've never wanted to just get a sale just for the sake of a sale for me or my clients. I want people to have success. So when you really refine the copy and, and your messaging, then you're able to draw in the right person who is ready to go. They want to do the work. They are, you know, they're going to be really enthusiastic and, and excited. They're not just going to drop off and, you know, then end up not leaving you a testimonial or referring you to people.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So step one is the messaging. What's next?
0: So it depends on the copy that you're writing, but I would say once you have your messaging down, then picking a piece of copy that is, you know, if you're starting from absolutely scratch, for example, just pretend, uh, then you want to pick something that is immediately revenue generating. So a lot of people start out their business and they think, oh, I got to get my my website up. Well, your website might actually not be the most lucrative to get you going. You know, yes, it's very important. I think that uh, you know you're going to need a website as you know maybe the second or the third thing that you do, but a lot of people have sold lots of things with just like a sales letter in a Google Doc or. You know, like a very simple website that has no design. So, so that's what I would recommend is is picking the the piece of copy that's going to be most important to get you to get the revenue coming in for your business immediately. So sometimes that could be a sales asset, for example, uh, it could be you know designing your offer you know what's your offer like who are you speaking to it could be just even like a warm letter for example to the people who know and like you already and that could be a really great way to get your business going if you were just starting up from the ground
1: right even something like um just getting people to make appointments to speak to you for example yep right so you can learn more about what their pain points are
0: absolutely and where
1: they need help where you might be able to help them i like that focus on revenue so this is this is the um the business guide speaking.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put on <laughs> my business venture hat.
1: <laughs> okay, so messaging yeah, focus well. on revenue. What's what's next?
0: So I think another important piece is positioning. So as I mentioned earlier like, where do you stand in the marketplace? Like, are you the high end business? Are you a high end luxury car? Or are you, you know, the people's Toyota Corolla? Um, I think that when you, you know, this is ties into messaging, but it's slightly, it's like a subset of messaging because what it'll do is establish where you are in the marketplace. And the fact that you may not be for everyone. I don't tend to work with people who are very, very beginner copywriters just because I want people who are already have some traction and who, are, you know, already have an audience and they, that way that you can get more of an impact sooner from, from where you you know, where you start. So that's all over in my own messaging where I, you know, I talk about, and I use, I very directly call it out to people saying, you know, you are already having, you know, five figure months, for example, and you know, you know how to get clients. You, you're not just figuring out your offers. You, know who you work with and what you do for them. You have some testimonials that can go a long way for your business, things like that.
1: Yeah. I I think also, you know, the positioning with regard to where you are in the market with regard to price point is actually really important. Because one of the things I see, especially with consultants, is there's a huge tendency for them to underprice themselves, especially when they're earlier on in their career as a business owner, not necessarily like most of the folks that we work with are fairly senior. They've been in the working world for a long time, but they're relatively new to business ownership. They were an employee for 20 or 30 or more years. And so the business owner's hat is new and there's a tendency to underprice, especially for for newer consultants. So having the right messaging to support being able to Price to charge of the right price tag for the kind of service you provide is really important
0: absolutely. Even if someone is fairly new in their business life, it's still possible to you know your expertise is still very valuable. Those twenty years that you put in working for a corporation is still, you know you you deserve to get compensated for that. You're not just, you know, um, like an intern coming fresh out of high school or something. Correct. You you
1: deserve it. And also you're going to provide the value to your clients that's going to warrant that price point.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So very rarely do people overcharge, especially at the beginning. That's not something that's super common. Yeah. I have
1: not come across that very often. You are correct. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's definitely, I think there's definitely people who are, who are out there and who underdeliver. deliver. I think once you get into the higher price point, uh, services that sometimes, you know, it's not a high touch, you know, so for example, I've been in, uh, you know, expensive business masterminds where, you know, I didn't get. It really didn't warrant the price tag because they, you know, once they got me in there, they were just kind of like, "Okay, we're just gonna let you go and do your thing." But I really believe in in crafting an experience for people and and making sure that you know if you're going to be charging a higher ticket price, make sure that you're really taking care of people. I think that's a, a super important thing to keep in mind. But for most people starting out, that's not the issue. It's you know they they might be undercharging because they they're not effectively you know maybe they're not effectively communicating the value of their work whenever you have a sale, it's because you've communicated the value as being greater than the dollar amount of that offer. So if you can effectively communicate that, what the value is, then, then you're good. And, um, last thing I'll say to that point is it really will benefit people to understand what motivates people to invest in, in higher ticket items, because it's not going to be, you know, the person who's looking for the, basement bargain is not the same person who wants a, a more luxurious experience.
1: Now Would you say that that's, that is important to understand the motivation behind why somebody would buy a higher ticket item, even if that's not the offer you're currently making? It's extremely important to understand that.
0: Yeah. And so that goes, you know, it's touching more on the marketing side of things and sales versus copywriting, but copyright, you know, it's kind of why I was chuckling before when you were like, where do you start? Because it is so interconnected. Uh, You know, you can't separate copywriting from marketing wisdom, from an understanding of psychology and all those things. And that's why I love it. It's, it's so interwoven in all these different fascinating aspects.
1: Yeah, that is so true. So besides messaging, focus and positioning, are there any other elements that you think are really critical to share?
0: Yeah. So I love, personally, I'm a huge fan of storytelling and having a very conversational tone. And so I think that even, you know, I've got a, a copywriting student who primarily uses LinkedIn and I'm always encouraging her and she's good at this. Too. She's She doesn't have an issue at all, but I'm always encouraging her to Post stuff with lots of personality on LinkedIn. I'm like, LinkedIn needs it, you know? <laughs> like people still that love is true. personality. <laughs> yeah.
1: What makes a good story?
0: Oh, well, so a great story has some dramatic tension in it where there's the, you know, there, there's the hero of the story. And that maybe that could be you, maybe it could be your reader. And this difference between what the reader has and what they want. And so that dramatic tension is the basis of Every great movie, uh, novel, even you know, a TV commercial is, is that tension of like, is somebody gonna get it or how are they gonna get it? Are they going to fail? You know, when you can really hook people in with that, it's um it's pretty compelling.
1: Yeah. Now if if you're in a position where you may not want to make yourself so vulnerable in public, whether it's um, you know, on LinkedIn, in your your email copy, on your website or anywhere else. Are there ways to create that dramatic tension and use the storytelling technique to be able to capture people's attention?
0: Oh, absolutely. So you can use case studies of clients and you don't have to name names. You can keep it anonymous. You can also just generally tell a story of a scenario that you can create for a client. So, you know, maybe speaking to them using you, you know, like if you are dot, dot, dot. And describing that experience that they're having, that is a shared experience that a lot of your potential clients and past clients have had. And, and you're really able to paint a picture, you're able to describe their experience in a way that makes them feel seen and gotten, that's extremely effective. So that's one of the things that I teach my students is your aim for copywriting is to is gotten. It's to mm-hmm. be gotten. It's to get your reader to have your reader feel gotten as well.
1: Yeah. Is there is there an example that you might might be able to share that kind of illustrates that?
0: Mm. Yeah. So I think of of this classic car car advertisement where they. There's a, uh, what was it? It was, um, it was a Rolls Royce commercial. And maybe you've, maybe you've seen this, David, it's a pretty iconic one, but, um, the two thirds of the ad in the magazine ad is a picture of the car. And then the lower third is, it's got a great headline that says, you know, at 65 miles an hour, the only thing that you'll hear is the clock ticking. And this is an old, this is from like the forties, I think, or it's from, or
1: like the fifties. Yeah, like, I'm not so- sure I've seen this one, but it sounds good.
0: Yeah, so I mean the idea is it's a very you know it's clear. So it's not the headline is not overly clever. It's a little bit clever. but kind of makes you think, but you know it's it's very clear what the advertisement is trying to communicate. Um and also shows, you know, to the reader reflects reflects back this idea of you want a quiet experience. You want to be able to have a conversation with the person in your car. You want to be able to listen to the radio and have the car, you know, the car ride be a relaxing experience. So, you know, and then they've got basically a, a short article underneath that lists all the different points of the, you know, what what the features and the benefits are of this car and, and why it's so great and, um, and the price tag too. So it's got all these different elements to to like signal to the ideal reader that um, you know what this car is, and also reflect back what they want within the car ad. So each of those those different bullet points that are in the it's sort of like a advertise advertorial kind of style. Uh, each one of those bullets is really showing the reader that the the car manufacturer understands them.
1: Yeah, and that's a great example, Gio. We've we've covered a lot of territory about about copywriting and about business. For someone who wants to either do better with their own copywriting or learn some some techniques to just improve their messaging, is there anything else you want to mention before we close out?
0: Yeah. So um, if you're interested in learning about copy mentorship, you can go to geomarcus.com. And I have information there about ways that we could work together. I also have a guide guide. Five copywriting tips for a high converting sales page. And you can get that at geomarcus.com slash forward slash five tips. So that's G-I-O-M-A-R-C-U-S dot com forward slash five tips.
1: Sounds great. Well, Geo, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and Smashing the Plateau and share um, a little bit about your, your own experiences and your expertise. My guest today has been copywriting mentor Gio Marcus. Thank you again, Geo, for joining us.
0: Thanks so much, David.
1: When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Geo provided some great ideas to help you become more effective at communicating with your market. And there are many other areas of business that are critical for you to build a successful consulting business. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support your business, give you access to experts, answer your burning questions, and provide you with the camaraderie of supportive, collaborative colleagues. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.